0: are things this is just a quick message to say thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far if you would like to donate to the podcast you can do so through paypal you can find us at paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie that's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie thank you hey how are things this is mark here and welcome back to the clockwork junkie podcast this is episode 118. I want to say thank you for all the love and support, particularly I've been getting lately. Thanks for all the shares, all the messages, um, all the emails of uh, goodwill and stuff like that. It's absolutely fantastic. And as I always say, the podcast would be nothing without you. If you're new, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, And yeah, look, thanks for everything. I, I keep saying it and I, I'm going to keep saying it if, if you keep watching and sharing my stuff. So thanks very much. My guest on the show today is someone who I asked to come on, which I haven't done in a while lately. Um, She doesn't know it yet, but I nearly stalked her to get her on the show. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: I'll just tell you a small bit about her before I introduce her. Her name is Karen Maloney. She is an Irish woman living in Mexico. We will get to that in a minute. Um, She's on the run, I believe. Um, (laughs)
1: Like
0: myself, she is a podcaster. She's a host of her own podcast. It's the Curiosity and Consciousness podcast. It is extremely good. Um, and her podcasts are nearly the same amount of mind that's out, I recommend listening to them um, I'm not saying it because she's on here I actually listen to some myself, that's why I have her on in the first place she is also amongst other things an in and out woman's coach which um, I want to talk about that an awful lot an awful lot of things that she says are things that I've spoken about in the podcast but not as eloquently um, that's for sure mm-hmm. um, I always complain that there, I, I've loads of stuff to say and I haven't got the right way of saying it Karen has. Her Instagram handle is at Soul Power and her website is www.soulpowerlight.com. Any information you need is on there and I will leave all of those links in the description of this podcast. Karen, welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast.
1: Oh, Mark, thank you so much. What an introduction. I'll, I'll, wow, have, to hear, yeah. I'll have to hear more about this stalking. <laughs> it's yeah. an honor. Thank you. <laughs> no, you're welcome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like there's an awful
0: lot of podcasts out there and there's an awful lot of people talking nonsense um so if I come across one that I like that's saying stuff that's you know that's correct and meaningful I kind of listen to it for a while sometimes I reach out sometimes I don't um this one I kind of felt that I had to because we do I think that for the most part um like obviously I'm not we'll talk about in a minute Karen it's very spiritual as people know I'm just an agnostic plain Jane man I don't believe in any of that type of thing but I also don't rule it out and just because I don't think it's right doesn't mean that I'm correct the chances are I could be wrong no problem at all um, and it's important to hear other people's stories but the message I suppose I want to get across is that Karen has an awful lot of fantastic things to say and she explains them really really well so we'll get into them into them today if that's okay with you
1: yeah perfect and it's funny um it's funny that you mentioned that you're not very spiritual which is totally fine but the fact that you really liked my podcast is really interesting to me because it's a complete spiritual vein <laughs> as in yeah. it's opening up the conversation about the bigger part of us like we are so yeah. but let me ask you a question do you believe you have a soul i don't know and that's totally fine i I I,
0: I I could have
1: yeah that's the area that we kind of explore. Well, I 1 million percent know for a fact we do, and that's where I live and operate. And I suppose that's the intention with the podcast as well is to open the conversation. Like we are so much more than just a physical body. You know, and that's 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 that vein. So yeah, but, but I've like, enjoyed it.
0: I agree with that. I mean, I, I, like when when I say that I don't know is is not to say that I think that we don't. It's that I don't know. And I would be very based on the scientific side of it, whereby um, I like to ask questions. And if I don't know, I'll say, I I don't know. Um, But just because I don't know, I I don't get angry or tick if someone else believes that they know. Like just for me, it's not like, you're right and I'm wrong or vice versa. It's 50-50 that I'm right or you're right. Mm -hmm. But what what, what I love is that you think and you know in your soul that you're right, which is gonna make this fantastic conversation because (laughs) even the, like it's the things that you say that i like um so i suppose one of the things that i'll have i've loads of things to ask you and loads of things to say yeah. but one of the things that i like is and i've talked about it so many times i've actually written it down here it's the environment creates our programming so <clears throat> i spoke before about if if you're a teenager and you're surrounded by four negative people who think everything is too hard and you know there's no point in us going for anything because we'll never get anything i think eventually you'll become the fifth one of those people whereas if you flip it over and you surround yourself with four positive people who are go-getters let's try to do this i will help you i'll support you chances are you become one of those people so when you say environment creates our programming what kind can you, can you elaborate on that just a small bit one
1: million percent and <clears throat> i suppose for me Like you talk about, I'm a total science geek. I am a science nerd. I, you know, I'm into what people call airy-fairy and woo-woo, but I'm into the science and the science to prove it, and that's quantum physics. But when it comes to programming, it's the science of, it's it's even before we're teenagers. It's actually before the age of seven. Our environment programs us 1 million percent. And our environment is our home, our family, our peers, school, education, society, culture, religion, it's the whole environment and the neuroscience says that before the age of seven our brain waves or beta brain which are critical analyzing analyzing kind of filter brain those brain waves are not developed we're in theta the whole time theta is like when you're being hypnotized so we're literally walking around from the age of actually in utero as well before we're even born we are picking up from our environment. So whether your mother was very stressed as well or in a really stressful environment, that is having an impact on us in utero. And then up until the age of seven, we are being programmed. And that could be implicitly. So you could have you know, your parents say to you, go, oh, you can never do anything right. Why can't you do that? You're no good, da, da, da. Or it could be explicitly, sorry, that's explicitly yeah. been told. You're no good, you're useless, whatever. Or implicitly. Whereas we're watching people in our environment, we're seeing how they act and we're like, oh, that's the way I need to act to fit in or to belong. So that's when I talk about our environment programming us, that's really what I'm talking about because that programming we receive and we all receive it. And it's not to say it's all bad, but we absolutely all have limiting beliefs in there and limiting subconscious patterns that play out for our whole entire life until we choose to look at them. And that's why if a person has consistent repeating patterns in their environment. So no matter if they change their job, they still feel the same way or they change relationship and they can never just find that quite something. It's because of something within us. It's nothing to do with the external. So that's the science and the programming I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. It's not like that's like, I, I just couldn't agree more. Like, like it's, it's all, I remember, um, Like when I had depression and there was like loads of different things happened and loads of ins and outs. And I tried everything under the sun as I thought to get better or make myself better. And the last thing I tried was to start from the center of myself and work my way out. And and don't be ashamed or afraid or uh, don't feel too overburdened with what I found along the way. Um, And I didn't do that out of intelligence or out of courage. I did it out of last resort. I'm just being honest. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. I was so clever sitting down and came up with this on on my own. I I absolutely, I'm definitely not that clever, but it was the final resort. I said, um, I was just so, everything was just went so wrong for me for so long. And I was just the worst you could ever be. And there was no way back. And I said, okay, I'm going to sit with this depression and I'm going to consciously sit with it and see what's in what it does, how it makes me feel, why it makes me feel that way, and um, I, sometimes I think it's a, a might be a dangerous game to play because uh, you don't know what's going to come up or you might lose your mind. But for me, I, I didn't. I was fine, and from that point, I start getting better. And then to add to what you said, I think uh, education, as in the schooling, I, I can only talk about Ireland because that's where I went to school. Um, like it teaches everybody the same stuff so it teaches you how to remember stuff but it doesn't teach you how to think of anything or how to use your own now it, it does to a certain degree and i do i believe it's got better since i left probably show my age but i think the education system is a holy disgrace it's like there's not only one form of intelligence you know it's, it's like it's it's absolutely crazy so 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 that side of that's something that you talk about that i really really like and it's something that you don't even realize it's happening to you. It's happening to you all, all the time. Like, I remember being so influenced by other things. <clears throat> um, if you had asked me was it influenced, I'd say, no, of course not. Yeah. I'm Mark McCormack. I do my own thing. I am my own man. Yeah. But yeah. when I sat with myself, <laughs> like, consciously sat with myself and said, okay, listen, and I realized, okay, I'm annoyed because of that. Well, what's that? That's, that's something bad happened over in India, and it's on the news. And so well, why am I annoyed? Because it's bad. People should be helping them. But, well, like, and then I went through the whole thing what can I do about it? Nothing. What's the situation? Did it? And eventually, okay, well, I can't kind of very stoic. I can't worry about that anymore. But if I didn't have that conversation with myself, I'd be worried about that all day. But I, I wouldn't have consciously thought about it. It would have been a subconscious worry I'd have about it, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: stuff like that. But so when you talk about um, it's, it's an internal GPS system. Can you just elaborate on that? Because I think the two of them might be connected.
1: <laughs> they are. Yeah. As you were talking and um, sharing your story there. And, you know, I, I love Dr. Gabor Maté's ex- description of depression as well. Like depression means depressed, to press yeah. down. So what have we pressed down within us? And this, we all do this to some element because we all are trying to fit in. We're all trying to belong. So we're constantly trying to edit, alter, mold ourselves so we can be accepted and not rejected. So we can be loved and not outcasted. So we all have this innate sense of needing to belong. But again, we all pick up these subconscious limiting beliefs. And the first and foremost person we need to belong to is ourselves. And that is our for me or higher self or intuition or soul or spirit or essence or higher consciousness, higher intelligence, universe, whatever you want to call it. But it is that aspect of us that is energy because everything is energy. Absolutely everything is energy. And it's that energy that is inhabiting us and having this experience. And once we connect to that inner knowing again once we like he shared with me before we started talking now you're like yeah I don't care what people say because when we have our own back we don't care because we come here to experience our life my life your life which are going to be two totally different lives because based off of our own internal workings ideas beliefs we're going to have two different lives and that's totally fine so it's It's that reconnection to ourself and when we do do that inner work and yes the education system is archaic i mean especially now more than ever the way you like internet and technology is expanding and you know escalating at a rapid pace now more than ever people children need tools life skills like how do i feel my emotions How do I process them? How do I sit with this, that consciousness? How do I sit with it and just allow it and not get my mind involved going, what's wrong with me? Oh my God, I need to figure this out. No, you don't. Emotions are energy. They're transient. They're always passing and rising away. But we don't know how to allow the process. And I'm saying this as a person who did not know how to do this process either. I live my life totally cut off from emotions and numb and not feeling good enough so it is that inner journey as well that's why I call myself an inside out coach because it all has to start from within we have to look at what we're saying to ourselves what we believe about ourselves how we value ourselves where are we looking for value from ourselves because once we start that reconnection then that gps that intuition for me that is our soul that is our consciousness that is our guidance that is the universe sending us messages of no not this way this way and the thing about intuition is because again it's not valued especially in our society in other societies yes but in our society it's not valued in western society it's not valued it's all about the physical body and our physical manifestations and things we can touch taste smell and money we can gain whereas we are that physical body but we're the emotional body, we're a mental body, and we're an energetic or a spiritual body. So we have to focus on all of these. When we're only focused on the physical, of course we're never going to feel whole or fully happy or complete or fulfilled because we're ignoring the the other parts of ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, it's that whole <clears throat> reconnection. And believe me, you know, getting to trust your intuition is... A step in and of itself because it comes in very softly usually very quietly it might be just a thought that sparks in your mind or a feeling you feel and instantly we all have that monkey brain as well that's like what are you doing that's mad no no i'm not going to do that that's insane that's crazy <laughs> but it's those little steps once we start following them and it can be very simple at first like to say no to something that you genuinely don't want to go to but once we start exploring and trusting then it's like oh holy shit like my whole life i am so grateful that i followed my intuition even when my mind was going against me going what are you doing or i felt like i didn't fit in and i'm like why don't i want what everyone else wants what's wrong with me i trusted because i just i couldn't explain but i just knew to follow it and from having done that had major points in my life now i'm like i trustfully yeah no, but that's, that's hard to stay
0: in that place that's yeah. the work and and it is work it's, it's um i say like people send me messages all the time it's daily it,
1: discipline
0: yeah hourly discipline for uh one of the podcasts might have helped them or something i moment said or, to
1: moment actually well,
0: <laughs> Uh, something i might have said or done might but that's have what them.
1: they say when you're fully awake
0: yeah yeah well that's it you see
1: sorry
0: it's it's uh it's it's you know what's I remember, like, you know, there was an awful lot of things that used to bother me. And, you know, as time went on, there was more things. And then everything bothered me. And I I remember thinking, like, people are just going around in a bubble, whereby, like, this is my life. This is the way forward. I, I must go to school. I must go to secondary school. I must go to college. I get a job. I find a boyfriend or girlfriend and get married, have a child or whatever. Your 2.4 picket fence, all this kind of crack. Try to get a pension and work till you're 68, and you know this kind of life expectancy is 77 or whatever it is. And although that's important, and I understand that you know the world needs to go around, I think that um even since I was a child, I was very creative, and I just I remember thinking like like I went back to college as a mature student. I got promoted, I worked over in the continent. I done loads of bits and bobs, you know, and I was never happy. I just always thought there was more to life, and I always thought that maybe that the job I was in wasn't good enough and that there's more to life that maybe there was some other job that I should get or some other group of friends or some and what I realized was exactly what you said earlier on it was none of those things everything is what it is what I needed to do was find out who, who I was like and and I, I don't mean that in a you know we're in America on the Oprah Winfrey show who I was we all know who we are but I mean it's like you know what do we really like and i i don't know if you've ever seen the movie The matrix it's, it's out years ago and, and there, there's one thing in it where keanu reeves realizes like mm-hmm. he's the one or he's himself but people are shooting bullets at him at the same time and he just says no and i just everything just stops in front sure. of him and that's what i feel to a lesser degree that i have now is that like anything that comes my way i know if it's worth worrying about if that makes any sense like like obviously I I, I don't go through today and that that I'm, I'm never stressed mm-hmm. of course I get stressed of course things annoy me at times but I, I, I can stop myself I can literally and, and I, I don't know how to explain how I learned how to do it it's just over so much time and being at the bottom it was like if I get even one quarter of a percent better I take it and then if I get one third better and before you know what then you start getting build up build up and like I don't know where that journey is going to take me because like, I, I don't think I could care any less about stuff. And to say that, I, I'm not saying that I'm an uncaring person or I'm unkind. I'm extremely kind and I care so much, probably too much at times, but not about stuff that doesn't matter anymore. Um, and I think that's important. And there, there was something that you said, and I think it was recently. And I says, Jesus, I'm going to bring this up now because it's so fucking true. It's unbelievable. I'm in the process of writing a book. And I actually have a fucking section on this and you're the only o- other person ever in my life that I've heard saying it. And it was in the last couple of weeks. It Not is the bad. following, right? I'm
1: excited to hear what it is.
0: <laughs> when I got, and I do this better because it's a constant, you know, thing. Like now I'd say like I'm out of depression, but which I am. And I'm just really, really strong. But like, it's it's like I've heard the good news. I, I, I want to tell everybody that, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about that. Your depression doesn't always last. Um, and I was, was so enthusiastic about it that I couldn't believe how everybody else wasn't listening to me. Um, and that knocked the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. So I was so bad, it was unbelievable. So I said, "Okay, look, if the worst, if ten out of ten is average, I was at zero out of ten. Now I'm back ten out of ten. I see people who are at fours and threes and twos and ones and sevens. I must tell them what I know." It doesn't last forever put yourself first don't worry about stuff what i never thought for one second would happen was people aren't having a bar of it they're stuck in the bubble of where they are and you mentioned something like that where don't get too um overexcited if you're trying to tell people about this new way you feel because sometimes and it's i found oh i've never met another person that was like me like there it it, it seems to me and i'd love to hear what you think it seems to me that people some people don't want to get better some people aren't ready I understand that like I wasn't ready and then I got ready now I am better some people aren't ready but some people don't want to get better what would you say about that mm. what do you think about that do you think that's a, yeah, a,
1: um, it, yeah it can be a really difficult one can you see me
0: yeah yeah, perfectly. I can see and hear you perfectly. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, just because you froze, just because you've frozen for me. Oh yeah,
0: no, I can okay, see perfect. and hear you absolutely perfectly. A
1: delay, but just because you're frozen for me. Uh- yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um. Yeah. So that's a really difficult one, and I now I know what you're talking about. And I shared a short little video mm-hmm. on Instagram recently, just following a client session where like that he was having so many revelations, you know, felt like got the secret sauce to life and just wants Mm -hmm. to share it with everyone. And I completely remember that time from years and years ago, many times it happened to me. Like I never forget when I first went to Mexico in 2006, and then I went traveling Central America. And when I came home, like I was like a raving lunatic to my friends going, what the hell are you doing with your life? Oh, my God, there's a whole world out there. And you're still doing the same job every day, going to the same place for lunch, do the same things at the weekend. Like, what the fuck? And I was getting really like... I just couldn't understand how they didn't understand, you know? So then I was like, shit, I need to leave for my sanity. So I left again and I traveled on and on, on, and off for years after university. And the more I came and went, the more I made peace with, okay, actually each to their own. It's, it's their life. Who am I to say like, go travel if they don't want to travel. Like it's totally fine, but it's been an even deeper acceptance really as well especially in the work that I do and that's why I do what I do as well and that's why I started the podcast and that's why I share my little nuggets because we have to find an outlet in some way but we can't go ranting and raving to the people who don't want to hear about it you know because we have to save ourselves because the only person it's really going to affect is ourselves like it was just stressing me out so much mm. more to the fact that nobody wanted to listen so i had many many moments of like again that that well for so long i didn't know either because this was years ago before i was where i am now on my journey so i was kind of like i don't get it but yet mm. i felt like i was in limbo that's the word i would use for many years i felt like i was kind of in limbo because i was waking up I didn't know I was waking up I didn't know what was happening like maybe what's happening to you and I didn't have the language I didn't understand but I knew something was happening I knew I saw things differently to everyone else I knew um I never forget one time as well I came home from traveling and this one handbag designer at the time was massive like he just became huge And I remember coming home and I think that was the first time as well like Uh, all my friends were gone insane for this kind of handbag that I thought were fucking disgusting in the first place and they all wanted them and it was really and I just I remember I was like going what is going on like how is everyone so asleep or so wanting to be identical to each other and have this same thing when it's so fucking horrible Mm -hmm. you know so I've gone through years and years of that. But again, that's when I just went deeper in my journey. I'm like, okay, well, I need to discover for me what's happening here. I need to get the language. I need to get the tools. I need to get the understanding. And that's exactly what I did. I've been on a self-discovery journey, I'd say, for my whole entire life. Like that question, who am I? When that starts coming up for someone, that for me was an existential, (laughs) Sounds like an existential crisis every time that question comes up. Because again, when you think back to it, when you think about it, who am I? Yeah, we all know who we are, as in we know the roles we play, we know our, kids, our ethnicity, we know who we're from, we know our age, we know whatever, we know we're... That's mother, only the wife, avatar though. ...do X job, Y job. But that's Again, that's just the physical. Mm. Who are you beyond that? If all that disappears in the morning, who are you beyond that? Do you still exist? Mm. And I had another experience where I went through a really traumatic breakup years ago and we were living abroad. And my ex said he'd have all my stuff shipped back to Ireland and nothing arrived. So I lost everything, like everything I owned, all my clothes, shoes, bags, jewelry, makeup, everything and obviously we had moved abroad so I quit my job I'd sold my car I cancelled all my bills because we were going for a couple of years mm. and I would never have been the most materialistic person but let me tell you when I had nothing I felt extremely exposed and vulnerable and yeah. that question came up again <laughs> who the hell am I because I was you know the it was just, who was I? Because, you know, if I was going to meet friends, or again, because I hadn't been working abroad at the time, I'd burnt through all my savings. I obviously was going through a traumatic time. I wasn't working. So I didn't have much money either. So if it came to, you know, going out or catching up with friends or buying clothes, I was like, okay, so I could buy a top that's going to give me five minutes of gratification Or I can save my money, just wear a freaking top that I have in the press, and go for the experience. And if anyone, but then my initial thought was, what are people going to think? They're going to be like, "Oh my God, here she comes again in the same top." And then I just caught myself, and I was like, "Gives a shit." Mm. Like if they choose to think that about me for wearing the same top, that's on them. That has nothing to do with me because Mm. it's all about who I am inside and again just to help people again because this can be a, a difficult concept for people to grasp because they're like what are you talking about of course I know who I am but when you think about it we are a baby born into this world as a baby we are taught every single thing about us I'm given my name I'm given my nationality, I'm given my identity, I'm given my skin color, I'm given what I meant to say, what I'm not meant to say, I'm given, you know, who I am meant to be, I'm given how I am meant to act. So when you really think about it, the culmination of who we are in the world until we start this exploratory journey is actually who you were told to be or who you thought mm-hmm. you had to be or who you felt you needed to be in order to fit in. And I'm not saying again, that that's all wrong that you know none of that is true because again we're having this human experience this is who i am you know i did inhabit this body i am carrying playing this role but i don't fixate to it (laughs) because when we fixate to it again because everything everything is energy and when we fixate to just the purely physical that's dense that's dense as hell it's like trudging through fucking mud it is so dense so Literally, when we start getting curious about ourselves, when we start doing things that make us feel good, whether that's taking a few moments to sit with our emotions, whether that's gratitude, whether that's journaling, whether that's sitting in nature, once we start to do things that make us feel good, we are literally raising our vibration. We are literally elevating our frequency. So when we elevate, we meet things on a new level, because again, everything is energy. Every single thing is energy. And this is quantum physics. Everything is energy. Inside the atom, it's 99.9999999% energy. So everything is energy. We're energy. This laptop is energy. Even though it doesn't look like energy, it's physical. But it is an energy. But it's vibrating very, very densely. And when you think about it, we are a human. is made up of about 70 trillion cells, they say. 70 trillion cells. That's how we're formed. Everything is cells joined together to form organs, arteries, veins, my skin, eyes, hairs, everything. And inside every cell is pure energy. Mm -hmm. So we are literally a living vibrating organism. I love Dr. Bruce Lipton. He, his work on epigenetics is just so phenomenal. And he's a character to listen to and watch. So read his books, The Biology of Belief. go watch some of his YouTube videos. But I love his description of us humans. And he literally says, we are skin covered Petri dishes. We are skin covered Petri (laughs) dishes. So what does that mean? A Petri dish, depending what culture you put in in the Petri dish, it's going to grow. And that's exactly how we are influenced by our environment from a very young when we're in that hypnotized stage but constantly we are constantly vibrating and interacting with our environment everything we consume pots food conversations books music it has an impact on our internal petri dish our cells are alive they are listening all of the time all of the time so we have to get conscious Shit, what am i feeding myself and I mean that on every single level, and following what feels good to me, or to each of us.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I agree with that, because um, on, on, on so many levels, um, first of all, I suppose, when you were talking about, uh, when you had that breakup, and you moved back to Ireland, and then you're trying to go for, you know, do a bit of socializing with, with your friends, which is very important as well. But you were talking about the analogy of the top. Will I get a top that gives me satisfaction for a few minutes or will I, you know, keep the money and maybe spend it on something that's for me? Maybe go traveling again. And then it, what would people think about me wearing a top that's not new? And then you decided that you didn't care. I mean, that just sounds like a typical story, but it's not. That's a deep story because what is essentially is what you're saying there is you're saying I'm enough. Regardless
1: it's a of anything huge else. Huge awakening. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, although I had that major insight at that time and I had that major connection and clarity of, oh shit, yeah, you know, that didn't mean I connected to I'm enough straight away. That still took me a few years, whereas yeah. now that's where I live. I'm like, shit, I'm enough. I came here to be me. I'm not I don't need to be liked or accepted by anyone, and it's not that's totally fine, you know, I came here to live my life, I am enough exactly as I am, it doesn't matter who I'm in the room with, how educated or how much money they have, I just get to be me, and that is the greatest gift in the world, I am me, I get to be me, and I get to live my life, how magic is that, when we all connect to that truth, it's a different approach to our life, and to everyone else within our life, but to get to that understanding, to get to, it's not even an understanding, it's a full pure body comprehension it's an embodiment it's a way of being to get to that place you have to do the inner work you have to clean out all the shit all the drunk junk all the ideas and beliefs you have against yourself and the way you self-sabotage and how you devalue yourself you have to get rid of it all and you have to feel it all you have to feel everything that you suppress you have to feel everything that you ran from you have to allow it to fully transmute and then you just get to be you and you're like oh, shit, why does nobody tell you about this? And this is why I do what I do now. Because like you mentioned before, you know, your your own self allowing, you know, the emotion and actually asking, going, how is this helping me or how is it not? That's the power we have. We actually have so, we actually have all the power over our lives. But again, we're unconscious to it because that's not what we're taught. We're taught to always look outside of ourselves for X, Y, and Z which is fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the externals, but if we don't fully fill ourselves up first with ourselves, connect to ourselves, no matter how much or what we have on the outside, it will never fill us because we are what we are searching for. And it comes back to actually, I was watching a Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown as well. She, She said, she was, I saw she posted a little video or a YouTube clip or something. And she was talking about, Fitting in versus belonging. And um, we all have this need for belonging, but fitting in is that, like I mentioned earlier, that need to feeling like you need to edit all to yourself, say the right thing for this person, act this way for this person, dress this way for this person, pretend you're not this way for this person. That's fitting in or trying to copy or be like others. That's fitting in. Whereas belonging is first and foremost, we need to belong to ourselves. We need to have our own back. We need to realize this is my home. This is me. I get to be with me my whole entire life only. Other people, yes, can add to that. But I'm with me all the time, 24-7, 365 days a year. So we need to belong to ourselves first. And that belonging is that sense of enoughness. It's just that connection of, oh, my God, yes, I'm me. Why would I want to be anyone else? I can't be anyone else. So why would I drive myself insane with comparison, with copycatting when I'm me and, you know, it comes to the higher level of creation and source, you know, whatever you want to call it, but we are all creation and creation makes no mistakes. We are all created as exactly as we're meant to be created. We were created as we were for a reason.
0: I have a question for you, but before I ask you the question, I just want to add to the last thing you said so mm-hmm. yeah like i agree with you 100 100 that's exactly what i think it's the way i feel I've, I've i've seen it working with me um i agree with it takes time and it doesn't happen overnight um i you've essentially described the way i feel better than i can describe it myself um but i do on the other hand understand that um you know we're kind of programmed by advertisements and programmed by this is what we need and this is what we have to have and this is the different things that we need and You know, if you're on Instagram, you have to look like this girl. You have to look like that guy. You need this car. Um, You have to get promoted. I need my boss. My boss told me I've done a good job today. So I'm going to work more hours next week. And listen, all of that is harsh, Every single last bit of it is nonsense of the highest order. All of those things are so unimportant. You never have to worry about it. It's exactly what you said. You're with yourself all of the time. Like I see people... And you've seen them, and everyone has seen them. Where they might be talking to somebody, yeah, yeah, no bother, and talking in a certain way. Then when you see them on their own, then they're much quieter, or they even talk in a different way. They have a different, a different personality. You see it on the phone the whole time, you know, oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent, oh no bother, but you don't talk like that. Stop talking like that. Just be yourself. That's enough. Do your own thing. If people don't like you for being yourself, so what? Who gives a shit? Good to talk to people who who do like you. it's, it's so easy. It's unbelievable.
1: This is exactly what I'm talking about as well, because it is so easy when you see it and you do the work. But yeah, and this is why the word is called awakening because you literally wake up to the slumber and how you've been sleeping. So we can say these things to people, but it doesn't compute because they're not there. They're fast asleep. Their consciousness levels have not woken up to the level to be able to understand it. So, you know, it is that simple as in that's the truth that it comes to it's like make a different choice think something else but we cannot do that again it's that's the truth of it but to get to that truth we have to go in because again what we carry on a subconscious level will trump any conscious thought and that's why it takes deeper work to go in and see well what am i carrying subconsciously how am I going against myself what are the limiting beliefs that are holding me back because we can think oh I'm great or um I value." because example I used to think yeah I value myself of course I do like cognitively I had that but yet things weren't connecting in in my life the the exterior picture wasn't showing me that truth so when I started the inner work I really when I got to the deeper belief I was like shit no I didn't value myself and that's why we have to go within because anything we carry subconsciously in our body will trump a conscious thought it will trump it a million times over so we have to reprogram ourselves and this is the science part as well we're literally reprogramming ourselves from the inside out we are creating new neural pathways in our brain and that takes discipline and commitment and some time but it is so worth it because and this is you know like you, you mentioned as well, I'm going off on a tangent, but it's that we sell out for instant gratification all the time, all the time, all the time. It's like, oh, that bit of awkwardness, I'm just going to distract. I'm just going to sell out by the top, go shopping, overeat, drink, drugs, whatever. We, we sell out all the time. We, the society is, is set up for instant gratification. Whereas if you really want to make lasting change, you have to forgo the instant gratification for the long-term benefits that will way outweigh that instant gratification. And just something you're talking about as well, like, yeah, all the exterior shit, it doesn't matter. Like, we can't bring any of it with us. But again, for people to compute, that doesn't make sense because actually we do have needs. Our needs are very basic. We need food, clothing, and shelter. There are essential needs. Everyone needs those. Outside of that is just overconsumption it is greed it's distraction mechanisms from being with ourselves because we can't be with ourselves so we'll numb out we'll distract we'll do something else so i don't have to feel but the only way to true long-lasting fulfillment is to go within to do the work to clean out that shit so then you don't live your life based off of these things because again we're here in this plane. these things exist there is nothing limited in the universe we're here to be abundant but if i purely make my sense of self based on the external well, that's really shaky ground because like coronavirus something can show up in a second it all disappears this great plan i had it's all gone so when we truly connect to ourselves then we can enjoy them for what they are. Transient things. We can make the most. We're abundant. We're enjoying it. But if it slips away, if something happens, you're like, oh, okay. Because i it's that awakening. It's living moment to moment. You're present. You're awake. And you're like, oh, I can choose something else. I can do something else. Because when you're asleep, you're not present. You're living in the past or you're worrying about the future. And most people are uncomfortable being in the present because when you are present it is uncomfortable because you have no idea what's going to happen everything is constantly in flux and changing so the way that we be okay with that is by stabilizing ourselves we get solid in ourselves we build our own inner tools and skills so we know we can rise we can survive anything we will be resilient
0: yeah that's um i i I told you at the start of the podcast that Karen and me think of an awful lot of stuff and I told you that she could say it better than I could and I think if ever anyone ever wanted proof that wasn't there <laughs> but you're still not getting away with the question that I have um and I left it to the end um no
1: yeah go go
0: you say uh, that we're spirits having a human experience now a lot of people believe that a lot of people believe that you know there's whether it be um Islam or Catholicism or whatever everyone has their own thing that they believe and they believe it with 100%, and as they should, if that's what they believe. And nobody's anybody to say anything else about it. You talked a lot about we're, we're, we're energy from the universe, and we're here, you know, we can be uh, abundant, not on the material things. Um, but so, what do you think happens? And
1: material as well, I do mean material as well, but it's without the attachment,
0: yeah, without the attachment. Sorry, so, what do you think? How do you believe we get here? How do you believe, where do we go when we die? Is there, would you believe that there's people looking out for us? Would you believe that if you ask the universe for stuff, you can get it? You believe, you mentioned already that you think that the the universe could guide you to do a certain thing. I'd be very, very interested to hear um, how you feel about all that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) it's the question isn't it and one way or another i don't have a fixed firm answer because i mean i'm here in this realm and reality but you know what does fascinate me um is yes we are all energy and i'll give you a bit of um quantum physics first of all to help you maybe connect to what i'm talking about and others as well listening But essentially, that idea of a higher something, you know, source, God, universe, higher intelligence, whatever you want to call it. Yes, I believe there is something higher. We all came from somewhere where that is exactly. Can I give you the answer? No. But quantum physics says in order for a particle to become a wave, it needs an observer. So if a particle is to become a wave, it needs an observer. And I might lose people here, but that's why for us to be in our power, we can consciously create our reality. We are creators. We are manifestors. We are manifesting 24-7. We do not stop. But most of the time we're manifesting things we don't want because we're asleep. Everything is energy. Everything has to be a match. We're always a vibrational match for something. So if I want to create something new in my reality, I need to start observing something new. So how do we start observing something new? We have to observe it in our mind's eye. It's an energy that hasn't appeared yet in our physical reality. So we have to put our focus on it in in meditation, in visualizations, in journaling, in whatever practices you want to do. That is the power we have. That's the power we've been given over our reality. We have the power to consciously create whatever we want but we have to be the drivers that's we have to wake up to that power in the first place so you know again our thoughts or emotions or or ideas in our mind people often have a difficult time connecting to what's not physical you know what they can't touch taste smell feel with you know their five senses but you can see your emotions you can't see your thoughts. You can't see Wi-Fi. <laughs> you can't see all these things that people just accept. We're the same with our energy and our focus. So if we want to create something new, we bring in that energy. But I'm sharing that part of the, the particle to become a wave that needs an observer. So this is the question that might freak you out and others. And it's one I can't answer, but it does make me curious. I'm like, hmm, well, then who's, who's observing me? Who's observing us all on this planet for us to exist?
0: Yeah, that's, um, I'm aware of the, the particle thing. I, I'm, I'm a huge um, physics fan. I'm an absolute geek when it comes to all stuff like that. Um, so am uh, I,
1: and that's why, you know, it's, it's the merging of science and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And for me, I lean more on the spirituality and the truth because science is always limited by who here is running it who here is guiding it so the energetics part the spiritual part the invisible part is is everything and the more we connect to that as well not disregarding science I mean it's great that more science is coming out to back all this shit up believe me I'm all for it because I'm a great skeptic as well you know I just don't buy things that you tell me I need to go explore for myself and like I told someone years ago I'm like I consider myself a scientist. I'm a scientist. I am my own experiment and life is my lab. I don't take things, you know, face value. I will go and explore and use my own discernment to see, well, what is true for me? And that's been particularly useful. And this is what I believe we're all being asked during this year of shifts in the pandemic. There's a collective awakening happening. There's a collective dismantling of the old and creating of the new, but how do we find our truth? You know, we need to be able to stand in our own truth and be connected to ourselves to be able to discern what is true or not true and not being fed by the mass media. And, you know, like we spoke about at the very beginning before we recorded even, you know, it's being okay being around other people with different opinions, like, it's totally okay. I'm not here to tell people, this is the way, oh my God, go follow me, I fucking no. I'm like, yeah, I've been on a journey. I know I have completely shifted to how I used to be. That person overly focused on the physical, really skeptical and although intuitive, I really, I struggled with it. You know, I, I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be this perfect person and it just really did not help to now I I say to people as well if someone if I could bottle up how I feel internally now to how I used to and if I could give someone a little taste they would be in hook line and sinker without a shadow of a doubt but I can't do that that's our own work you know that's the piece that we we need to do and to finish your question of what happens afterwards again I don't know but I know we're all energy and everything is energy and energy cannot be created or destroyed. So it will go on in some form. You know, do I believe I'll come back as a different person and have a life? I don't know. But energy cannot be destroyed. My energy, my essence, my soul, my spirit will continue. I have a really interesting story actually about that if you want to hear it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just came into my mind now. I had go for this. Uh, So I had this lady on, this is actually really funny, I had this lady on um, my podcast, she joined me, she's from a a family line of Mayan spiritual leaders from Guatemala. Oh, Oh, I had to bring her on again for another time because the conversations were just so fascinating and mind-blowing and truthful to me and my journey and where I came from and I mean the Mayans were and are an ancient ancient indigenous culture but they were highly advanced and they still are so advanced for their time like the amount of calendars they had and everything so anyway I got this Mayan you know like your natal chart in astrology you can have read based off when you were born uh they do a Mayan energy birth chart reading kind of thing so I was like yeah I'd love to do it so I got my chart read it was the most fascinating mind-blowing thing in my life like the amount of detail and they they do it like based off a cross a different they're looking at your your all aspects yourself of your body mentally physically emotionally spiritually and you know where are your shadows like if you go extreme on one side what does that look like and when you're balanced you know what does that look like and nearly in all my aspects i lived the extreme for a long time but now i'm glad to hear i'm like no i have got to this place of more balance it's great but the reason i'm sharing this story is i had this really random dream afterwards I remember I contacted Sylvie and I was like oh my god could it be that I was killed for like doing tarot like in a past life or something like I don't know and she was like let me look deeper into your chart to see if there's something you know there for you to know but what she (laughs) when she went deeper because obviously there's layers and layers I don't know but the first reading she gave me was really comprehensive even though it was general she told me so when she went deeper whatever other layer she was looking at, she was like, oh my God, Karen. She's like, who are you? (laughs) Because she said, when a Mayan spiritual leader is doing a reading for a person, they will always count the number of spirits a person has. And if a person has more than 80 spirits, the elder will actually rip up the reading and go, I can't tell you, Anthony. You could possibly share something with me because they say a person with more than 80 spirits Should not be here and this is i suppose a similar concept in buddhism that when you reach full enlightenment and you've got all your lessons in life you don't come back so she was like karen you have 83 spirits she's like you were like the second person in my life that i have met with more than 80 spirits so she was like you should not be here as in i seemingly and you know i'm not saying this as a big Oh, look at me i'm saying this because it just blew my mind as well because you know this is the energy the energy you know that's just inhabiting this body it's it's not me karen but she said um you know seemingly i i learned all my lessons i was the enlightened being and i should not be here so she was like there's only one of two reasons you possibly came back <laughs> she was like the first one would be, would be to do another lesson that you might have struggle with and she was like probably not you know so so common because if you learned everything you shouldn't come back kind of thing she's like or secondly she's like you came back to help people get to your level and she had told me from my original reading that I would be a teacher a guide in some description or way or form and or even spiritual type leader um she was like I know I said that to you in your general reading like this is where your strength is she's like now look at deep in chart. She's like, I know without a shadow of a doubt, like that is what you're meant to be doing, <laughs> you know? So it's so fascinating. Like it blows my mind. And the thing about it is the more we learn, the more I'm like, we are so clueless. Yeah. We are so clueless. We don't know anything. Like we're just this tiny little human in this great big space, but we're important, but we're not as important as we think. And we are honestly it just blows my mind
0: like it's so fascinating so yeah thought you might like that story <laughs> it says, yeah that's uh no i've actually done a lot of reading on the mayans i think they're absolutely fantastic i think like I, I i do know they were, they were um, extremely advanced i know that some of the drawings and, and artwork they have done um is about uh, constellations that we've only found out since hubble went yeah. up um and there, there's there's loads more Bits and bobs that they've done. Um, that story, like, I mean, I don't know about these soul things and about coming back. And, like, it's, it's you're you're the second person I've had on the podcast that mentioned that they think that, like, like, you know, once you get all your lessons done that you don't come back. But I suppose if that is true, it would stand to reason that you come back because you can teach other people. And I completely understand that if it's true. Um, I like the way you say things. I like the way you explain stuff. Um, You know, like, like, all the stuff that you were saying about, you know, like, you know, uh, enlightening yourself and liberating yourself. And like, I agree with you 100%. I I feel all those things to my very core, actually more than that. I, I, I don't even feel them. I, 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 I something stronger than feel them, you know? Um, I know that we're only small little people on a planet on on a rock that's flying around a star around billions yeah, of other stars like hello, in need galaxy. You, you know, we even a, think about
1: that.
0: <laughs> multiverse, other dimensions. There could be multiple multiverses. There could be absolutely everything under the sun. We, as you said earlier on, is something I say all the time. We do not know. We're trying our best. We're doing good, but compared to what we don't know, um, mm-hmm. look. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really, really enjoyed talking to you. Um, you're the type of person I think I want to get on again because uh, we'll have a really, really good chat. Um, again, the website is www.soulpowerlight.com and Karen's on Insta at Soul Power Light. Give her a checkup and look, I'll leave all the descriptions down below and listen to our podcast as well, the Curiosity and Consciousness podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Karen, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you, you for coming all the way from pleasure. Mexico. I could hear a couple of things <laughs> in the background there, cars going by and bits and bobs. Oh,
1: there's lots of noise in Mexico. Yeah. At least there wasn't music blare in the you know, no, but I love listen. it. <laughs>
0: and thank you so much. Thanks a million. All Thanks the best. Bye-bye.